if you've ever wanted to know about forgiveness, this is the passage. Now, whoever gets there first and knows the Bible, if you could just uh, yell out the, the, uh, the page number. Okay? 852. Nice. And my Bible is 824. So 852 in those Bibles. Forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is critical. You see anybody on the news that's angry? You see anybody at your workplace that's angry? You see anybody in your family that's angry? You know what the real issue is? The heart of every issue is the issue of the heart. And at the heart of everybody who's angry is a forgiveness issue, period, over and out. I don't care who you are. If you are angry, you are in your mind saying to somebody, you owe me. I could say, Max, man, you cut me off on the road, and you owe me. And then I become angry. If it's like, Andrew, he owes me money or whatever, then I'm going to be angry. But we're going to learn how to let the cat out of the bag and forgiveness. I cancel that debt. So without further ado, I'm going to read this passage. Matthew chapter 18. Okay. Verse 34. This is when I start. This is why I don't like this passage. This gets really heavy really fast. Look at 34. And in his anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So my heavenly father, verse 35, will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Whoa, that's heavy. Wait a minute. You're telling me that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys in this room. And I'm one of them. You're telling me that this says, if I don't forgive someone from my heart, that this is going to happen to me as well? That's heavy. And if we were going to walk around in any kind of Bitterness, right? Any kind of unforgiveness. Why would we do it anyways? Just turn on the TV. Why are there so many angry people in the world? What are they angry about? People say it's injustice. They say, but there's always deeper seated issues, underlying issues. Um, okay, so look at this. We're in this passage, right? Matthew 18. Now, any text without a context ain't no text. You can never read the Bible and just look at one isolated text and not consider everything around it. It's called ripping something out of context. So let's just paint a picture here of what the context says, okay? Now, 18 is a long chapter, right? It's 35 verses. Go all the way back to 18 verse 1. I'm going to show you a little bit of the context here. But, so there's a, there's a song in Frozen. Or she, where Elsa sings, let it go, let it go. That, that's what forgiveness means. Ironically, the girl Elsa in the movie, she can't forgive herself. So she runs off, and she hurts her sister with her superpowers, and she runs off into the forest, and she's ironically singing, let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore, something like that. Right? But where, what Elsa's real issue is, she can't forgive herself. So let's just get down into, into the dirt on this, gentlemen. We are saved by grace through faith. Since you didn't earn it, you didn't deserve it, there's nothing you can do. The scriptures are clear that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. This is crazy, guys. That means you've been forgiven of everything you've ever done. 
So there isn't a single instance in my life, in your life, where we get to be bitter against somebody. Not a single thing. And gentlemen, if we could have, if we could sit down over a cup of coffee, I know your story would be awesome, and my story would be would probably shock you as well. Because people tend to judge a book by its cover. You know what I'm saying? Like people tend to look at our family, because we got two kids and I got a, a beautiful wife, and they say, oh, I can't relate to that family because they're all put together. Little do they know, we're broken people in need of a savior just like everybody else. And I've been in this business, gentlemen, of listening to people's stuff for a long time, over a dozen years. And you know what I found out? I have the same. I've met way too many people who let me all the way in to know that, that there could be anyone else who's not like the rest of us. I'm talking about broken, messed up people in the world in need of deliverance, in need of salvation, the kind of secrets we have, guys, the kind of things we've done when no one's looking. We're all in need of forgiveness. And when God saves us, he wipes the slate totally clean so that I never have to look at my life and feel guilty or shameful for everything. And this, this is why this is so hard to believe because most of us would say, man, he's still, man, Ryan, you don't know what I've done. Whenever I visit someone in, in prison or in the break, you know what I tell them? I go, hey, more, you know what the difference between me and you is? And the guy in a, in, a, in a jumpsuit. You know what the difference between me and you? He goes, what? What? Yeah. I go, you got caught and I didn't. And you can't believe it. I go, bro, you just got caught and I didn't. And I'm just like you. I should be in jail just like you. Like, no way. And I start to unpack the story. And most of them, well, that's, that's pretty hardcore. Like, if you knew everything that my, my closest friends knew about me, you'd be like, dude, what is this guy doing? With a Bible on stage, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be qualified for that. I am not qualified to be up here preaching the word. And if you're going to be honest, you're not qualified to be in here either. And the one guy says, "Well, I, I'm actually a clean record, man. I'm actually totally clean. I don't trust him. If I meet a guy and he says his marriage is perfect, I don't trust him. If I meet a guy that says, "Dude, I'm struggling, man. Who me? Like this morning? Can we meet? I'm perfect. Dude. We can be friends." So let me just let the cat out of the bag, guys. Like, there, there is nobody on this, in this world who's clean and, and not in need of forgiveness. See what I'm saying? I'm striving at home. And so why do we become bitter against anybody else? It's because we think we're better than someone else. That's, that's how we become bitter. But when I know I've been forgiven of everything I've ever done, then it allows me to, to let go of every offense. Now look at what Jesus does here, okay? For Jesus, forgiveness means you take the debt. I need to find something to rip here. For Jesus, forgiveness is this. Hey man, you owe me. You owe me. I got, I got the debt right here. In this passage, forgiveness means here's the debt, man. You don't owe me a thing. So think about right now Let's just pray, guys. Lord, bring to our mind the person or persons that I need to forgive right now. Okay? Hold that thought, guys. Hold that thought. Right now, the Holy Spirit put in your mind somebody or somebody, some people that you need to forgive. He does it every time. 
He does it every time. And in the quietness of your own heart right now, who is that? Who's the first person to come into your mind? I come back here for, for a second. Okay? In this passage, to forgive somebody means you take what you believe they owe you and you tear it up. But when Jesus dies on the cross, it's as if he personally did all of the sins that you've ever done. Isn't that crazy? Have you ever wronged somebody before? Have you ever hurt somebody? So Jesus dies on the cross as if he personally did that. I mean, Jesus dies on the cross as if he personally raped somebody and then took that penalty, which should be death, and he took it on himself. And here's the twist. Jesus also knows what it's like to be on the other end and to receive that kind of hurt. He experienced everything that we've experienced. So when Jesus says, I hate it, I'm taking it from you, when I start to feel guilty about the things that I've done, I can hear God whispering to me, hey Ryan, I paid for that. So stop feeling guilty about that. I paid for that. I paid for that. You can repent of what you're doing now, and let me take that on. And by the way, cancel everybody's debt in your life that's ever hurt you too. I'm like, why? God, they, they hurt me. Why would, I, why would I just let them off the hook? And God says, because I let you off the hook. If you've never thought about how to forgive someone, it, it's just like this. It's just like this. This is how you forgive someone. And there's several parts. Okay, I believe there's four parts in forgiveness. I get this from scripture. We can break it down in detail. But one, it's naming the person. So, Lord, I choose to forgive. And then you say whoever that was that you were thinking of. I choose to forgive. Boom. And then you say exactly what they did. Now, there is power in confession. When you say exactly what they did. You can't carpet bomb this thing. It's got to be a sniper shot. So, saying exactly what they did. Not just that they hurt me, but they did this. Or they didn't do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, like it's Father's Day. We just celebrated Father's Day a couple weeks ago. If, if your father didn't pay attention to you, didn't love you, then that is to be mentioned. I forgive my father for never being there, or for working too much, or for beating my mom, or for all these things that just so happens not to be true for, for my dad, but it might be true for somebody listening. So you say the person's name, what they did, and then the third thing is you, you get in touch with a primary emotion. I forgive this person because they did this and it made me feel. Now most guys can't get in touch with deep emotions. They can't. I've done this before where I sat down with a guy and then some stuff started to come out. When a guy can't get, get in touch with emotions, with his emotions, which we think is feminine or something like that, but it's, it's really manly, he started, he started to heal. He started to say, you know what? I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. I sat in my office with guys that they, they're confessing things like, man, I, I, I was demoralized. I felt powerless. And we start to dig down deep into the roots of their childhood and those wounds that we carry on with us. That's when the healing occurs. There's a saying. There's a saying like, in recovery circles. You can't feel you can't heal what you don't feel. And maybe you've never felt before, you know, like maybe you've never gotten in touch with those emotions, but we, we have to in order to heal. And then when we feel that thing and we get in touch with those emotions, 
then we know what we think people owes us, and then and only then can we cancel that debt. You see the connection now? Like it's such a good connection, I get goosebumps when I think about it. I just gotta do this, this one right now. So we think about people, we think about the person who hurt us, say what they did, or they did this, and it made me feel like I've lost my innocence. Like I, I can remember one time when I, when I felt like I lost my innocence. It was in high school. And something happened to me that was out of my control because I was in my sleep. I was just waking up. And I couldn't believe it was happening to me. I can unpack this story, no problem. Over a cup of coffee. When I got in touch with that. I enlisted, I, I named those emotions, and then I said, that's it. That's what I need to let go of. So I released this person from me, Lord. They owe me nothing. And the second half of the prayer is, I pray that you bless this person, Lord. Uh, the Grief Recovery Handbook is, is a, a long, long-term project. It's one of the best books I've ever read on grief recovery. There's a section on forgiveness, and it says, you never forgive someone to their face. Never forgive someone to their face. So it means I can't go up to someone that came in. Hey, uh, I'm going to forgive you because uh, you're a jerk. It's not how it works. Forgiveness takes place in the heart. And that's what this passage says. That we have to forgive from the heart. The heart is not a, a physical blood-pumping organ in our body. When the, when the Greeks mentioned the word heart, it's the word cardia. And it means the <coughs> deepest part of your soul. It means when you forgive from the depths of your soul, you don't have to move anywhere. If, when I forgive people that have, that have hurt me, then I can do it right here. And not move. I do it right here like this. Father, I forgive this person because they did this, which made me feel, it made me feel ashamed of myself. I choose to forgive this person. Lord, I cancel their debt. I rip off their debt. And now guess what, Lord? They don't owe me a thing. Why? Because you've forgiven me and I just pass it to them. In your mind, I imagine this. What would the world look like if everybody knew how to forgive? Would there be anybody on the news just picking and being angry? And, and for some reason, people are like, F Fox News and Trevor. What is that all about? It's about anger. And it's about bitterness. And it's people who have never been taught, never been coached, never been prayed for on how to do this thing called forgiveness. I don't know how to do it. But when I forgive now, guys, I'm so free. You know why I'm free? Because I'm free from everybody else. And everybody else doesn't owe me a thing. That's why I'm free. So if you wrong me, I just keep canceling your debt. If, you, if people cut me off in the freeway, then I go, I go, I, I, I forgive them. I forgive them. It does no good to walk around bitter. I've heard this definition that, that to not forgive is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And so people think, like I've heard this so many times, I'll never forgive that person. They can, you know, whatever. I'll never forgive them. And I'm like, how does that poison taste? Because you not forgiving them doesn't do anything to them. It only kills you. Last definition that I've heard is, is a good one. It's that Forgiveness is setting a captive free to only realize that I was the captive. 
One more. This little girl was asked, what is forgiveness? And she says, forgiveness is the smell that flowers release when they're trampled on. Forgiveness is so powerful. And in your life, I think it starts with men. It's not a sexist thing. I, I, I didn't just make a sexist thing. But I think if, if it starts with men, men lead the way, people start to fall. And I'm talking about this demographic right here. Like, like we are the strength of, of the nation here. In the 20s, in the 30s, right? You're, you're the backbone of this whole thing. Right? Like old people are, are, are old and frail. Young people, they look to you. So we're, you're, you're, the middle, you're the middle here. If this demographic here learns how to forgive and role model it, it, it will be more contagious than the coronavirus. I've seen means like love is more contagious. That's true. But forgiveness is what's going to be contagious. And people are going to freak out when they say, how did you, how did you just forgive that guy? It's just what, it's just what I got to do. And when you reflect on what Christ has done for us, it, it just becomes a way of life. There's, there was a time in my life when I was just, I was a forgiveness freak. I'd be like, Forgiving that, canceling that debt, and then people could do anything they wanted, but I just I just be on a forgiveness train. But then I got a little carried away with it. I'd be like, I'd be driving out like, I I forgive that guy for being an idiot. I forgive that guy for, and then I got I got a little too carried away. But when you're doing it right, it's Lord, I I, I forgive my boss for talking to me like that. I, I forgive my supervisor for for, yeah, for saying that kind of thing. I forgive this guy for stabbing me in the back. And I never even have to talk to him. The forgiveness takes place in my heart, and I don't have to go up to the person. By going up to the person, that can be for, that's called reconciliation, but it's totally separate from forgiveness. Forgiveness takes place here without moving, and then reconciliation might happen later, but I might have to redefine the relationship. So if a guy, is, if a guy tried to hurt my family, well, guess who's not coming in the house anymore? I've redefined the relationship, but I've forgiven him from my heart. Gentlemen, I could go on and on about forgiveness, but, but I, I want to end with this. Forgiveness is the most godliest thing you can do. To not forgive is the most ungodliest thing you can do. So if you want to be like Christ, if you want to be godly, just cancel every debt that anybody's ever owed you. And then the enemy's going to whisper into your, into your mind and say, don't forgive that guy. Don't forgive that girl. I can't believe what she did to me. Hang on to that. And God's going to be coming in saying, you don't even own that one. I paid for that. Forget it. Cancel it. Cancel it. And the enemy comes in and says, don't, don't, don't forget. So I'm going to pray for us really quick here. And... Um, I'm just gonna. We're gonna do. Uh, we're, I'm gonna close here. Probably won't even do a, a song. I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play a little bit on the on the guitar. Just a, a soft close here. In case you, you can bring it if you want to. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna just play some chords, and I want this to be a time of prayer where you can, as you're reflecting on people you need to forgive in your life. Let this be your prayer. I, I guys, I don't want you to walk out of here. And hear something, and then everyone walk out and say, oh, that was cool. I want, you to, I want this to be heavy on your hearts, that you have to wipe this slate clean of all, everybody who's ever owed you anything. Forgiveness, total forgiveness. Why? Because it's going to spread. 